Welcome to the Unity Works Podcast, where we'll share positive insight on today's topical and sometimes controversial topics. The discussion is shaped through the lens of unity and acceptance while focusing on our community, families, and the workplace. Life works better when we come together. Here's your host, Daryl Ross. Hello and welcome to the Unity Works Podcast. So excited that you're here. I'm your host, Daryl Ross. Today, we're talking about quiet quitting, the loud mistake. Yeah, I know. I probably have some people already mad at me about this topic, but stick with me. I think you'll see a lot of value in this episode. But first, just a reminder, if you haven't already done so, please hit subscribe, share our podcast link with a friend. Truly helps us out. Thank you so much. Let's dig in. Look, quiet quitting. I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't, this is an employee that's basically checked out at work. They have not actually quit their job, but they're giving the bare minimum. They do just enough not to get fired, at least for now, right? But they believe they're truly doing their job, but that's it. They won't go above and beyond, do extra, just the bare minimum. So I'll tell you this, if you're a manager or a leader, quiet quitting is happening all over the country, not just corporate, nonprofit, youth groups, churches, or experiencing quiet quitting. So if you're the leader, be mindful. What do you see? What do you recognize? If you are the employee and you're thinking about quiet quitting, is it a loud mistake? My answer is yes. Look, I understand this term came out of frustration, burnout, and definitely the pandemic didn't help, but there are better ways to navigate how you're feeling at work. We'll dig into that in just a moment. But think about this. If you're going to do the bare minimum at work, why do they really need you? Think about it. They could hire a robot. You think the report you submit once a week is that important and no one else can do that? Look, they need and want your creativity, your great ideas, your contribution, and yes, even sometimes going above and beyond. You are hired for more than just the mundane day-to-day of your tasks. Now, I don't believe it's fair to run you into the ground, but understand this. Going above and beyond, sometimes at least, should be part of our jobs. We should take pride in that, not burn yourself out but participate and contribute when necessary. Okay, let's do an example here. I'll use my wife's name as the example, Jennifer 1 and Jennifer 2. So Jennifer number 1 is the quiet quitter. You assign her a report and she keeps her head down, does a report, submits it, and she's done. That's it. Nothing extra, no extra time or content, does a report, submits it. All right? Jennifer number 2, she's what I call the quality contributor also does the report, but gives some feedback, maybe some suggestions, maybe leans into highlighting some of the areas of success, maybe discuss some of the challenges and takes lead in the discussion on that report. You tell me, if you're a colleague, who do you want to work with? Jennifer one or Jennifer two? If you're a boss or a hiring manager, who do you want to hire? See the difference? So from the employee point of view, I'm not trying to say run Jennifer 2 into the ground and make her exhausted and hate everything about work. No, just contribute some quality. See, quiet quitters are forgetting this, that many of the decisions leadership will make 
is based off of the feedback from the team. Look, not every time I get that. Some bosses will do their own thing. But think about the Jennifer one, Jennifer two. If the senior leadership was looking for some suggestions or tips or who they could speak to about next steps or best practices, they'll talk to Jennifer number two because she's the one that's participating and contributing. Jennifer one is quietly checked out. You know, the one thing we don't want to do is overreact emotionally. And that happens so easily. I think social media drives that train. I think social media has its positive side and its negative. You know, on the positive, remember the ice bucket challenge? I remember first seeing that thinking, why are people pouring ice water over their heads? But it was kind of went viral, didn't it? Like celebrities were doing it, athletes and friends and family all to raise money and awareness for ALS. It was awesome. So yeah, it went viral, but more in a positive way. But I also think things like quiet quitting can go viral too. Now, I know you're thinking, well, it's quiet. You don't want to make a big deal about it. Yeah, but you're reading and seeing some influence online. And sometimes that is something that can really hinder you when making a decision about your job. Another example of maybe social media driving a negative energy is the great resignation. Remember that? I remember Tuesday sitting on the couch with my wife, watching this like on the news, thinking these people resigning must have a fantastic savings account. Right? I was like, there's no way I could just resign my wife. Like I was thinking, what are they quitting and going to? Like, what's the plan? What's the long term? And if you were thinking the same thing, we're not crazy. Check this out from Bloomberg.com. About 20 million Americans quit their jobs in the first five months of this year. It's called the Great Resignation. Now, many regret that decision, according to a new survey. More than a quarter of those who left work are reconsidering whether they made the right move. See, I personally think, you know, you start talking about this in chat rooms, you're online getting all fired up. You're miserable. I'm miserable. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to quit. You quit. I'll quit. You know, many Americans now feel urgency to find work and get this of those who found the new job. So they were part of the great resignation. They quit their job, found a new job. 42% say it hasn't lived up to their expectations. What's the old thing mom and dad would say? The grass is not greener. <laughs> that is so true. So I think whether it be the ice bucket challenge or the great resignation, or in this case, quiet quitting, be wary of the emotion that you're feeling and reading on social media. It might drive you to a bad decision. But I will tell you this, employee engagement overall is down. Gallup released their new study. And for the first time in 10 years, employee engagement drops. They studied 2.7 million workers across 100,000 teams. So I kind of feel like we're all well represented with those kind of numbers. So there are three categories, engaged employees, disengaged employees, and actively disengaged employees. According to the Gallup study, 34%, only 34% are feeling engaged at work. And just so you know what that is, these are employees that work with passion. They feel a profound connection to their company. They want to drive and help with innovation and move the organization forward. 50% of 
are disengaged. Wow. They've essentially checked out. They're sleepwalking through their workday, putting time in, but not energy or passion, definitely not going above and beyond and no contribution. And then another 16% are actively disengaged. These are your cancers. They're really causing havoc. They literally are unhappy at work so much so they're busy acting out their unhappiness. So every day, these workers undermine what the engaged employees are trying to accomplish. You might have experienced employees like this. They throw a hand grenade in every project. They're just miserable. Well, you might be saying, hey, just get rid of that 16% that actively disengaged. Well, one, you're going to need to rehire to fill those positions. But more importantly, they're actually pretty easy to spot. You can Either coach them up, maybe bring them into HR, maybe disciplinary actions needed. You know, Disney has a phrase that some folks need to see their happiness elsewhere, and that's okay. The 16% isn't the problem. The 50%, the disengaged. Why? That's where quiet quitters live. See, quiet quitters aren't the actively disengaged. They don't want to bring focus to themselves. They just keep their heads down, do the bare minimum, and then leave. So why is quiet quitting a loud mistake? One, you won't grow. We're not happy if we're not growing, period. You have to stretch. I know some of you might be thinking, but Daryl, I'm in a miserable job. I get it. I've been there before too. Your job right now, focus. Give your all. Engage and provide excellence even while you're on your free time on Indeed.com looking for something else. I'm not saying you should stay in a miserable situation. What I am saying, you provide excellence. That's the essence of the growth mindset. Even when you're in in a position that you don't love, how can you develop? How can you get better? What can you learn? If you're quietly quitting, you don't really ask those questions because you've literally just been skating by. So continue to provide excellence. Number two, why is quiet quitting a loud mistake? The company will eventually weed you out. Look, and then you'll want to go to HR and you'll complain that you're treated unfairly. But look, you were holding back. You weren't contributing. You weren't participating. There are way too many people that will give 110% that want your job. I'm going to tell you a true story. Different company I worked for years ago, one of my responsibilities was to put together these packages with video for our clients. And this particular project included three people. So I was one and there were two others. So I met with the other person who did a great job. We combined, went to the third person. The third person was quietly quitting. Now, this is before quietly quitting was a thing, right? He was kind of the the godfather of it. So we went and showed him our sections of the work, and he thought we had done too much. So much so, he said this, guys, guys, slow down. And he kind of lowered his voice and said, you want to do about 75% around here. And I went, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. Don't show him all you can do. Just slow it down, stretch the project out. About 75% kind of keeps them thinking we're doing stuff, but don't like bust your tail. You know what I mean? And he walked away and I went, you've got to be kidding me. And keep in mind, I'd only been there for three months. So I could not believe what I was hearing. I didn't go to the president. I didn't go to HR. I didn't say a word about it. But imagine this, about four months later, he was out trying to find a new job. 
So remember, don't hold back. Contribute. I don't think it's fair for you to be treated unfairly. I believe there should be balance in the workplace. But look, bosses aren't stupid. Eventually, they're going to figure out where the weak link is, and you don't want that to be you. But look, I want to make it very clear. If you're in a miserable job right now, it's okay. You look for something else. I've done that before as well. But while you're in the job, provide excellence. Stay the course, at least professionally, until you find something else. So here are three tips that can be used to really help you when you're thinking about quietly quitting, can help you recharge and stay focused. I got this from Forbes.com. I'll put the link in the description. Number one, set boundaries. Truly set boundaries. True story. I was going into church on a Sunday morning. It was 10.50 a.m. and my boss texted me about something work-related. Couldn't believe it. Now, it was not an emergency, nothing going on. He wanted to run some things across me to see what I thought. And I was literally about to explode. My wife gave me the, the dagger wife eyes. Like if you answer that text like, like that, that was in her eyes. But I literally said, you know what, babe, I got this. And I wrote him back. I'm attending church right now. I'll definitely discuss it with you Monday morning. And that was it. Sometimes you have to kind of push back. I wasn't rude, but that was my time. I'm off. I was off on Sundays and there was no reason to text me that. Sometimes, you know, bosses, they're constantly on the clock, right? I'm not. I work really hard. I'm proud of what I do. But when I'm with family or in that case, going into church, that's my time. Number two, be strategic about extra work. Now, what does that mean? I know you've been hearing about go above and beyond. Yes, but isn't it fair to say in every organization, I don't care who you are, there's always one or two people who volunteer for everything. And God bless them. I'm saying stop. If that's you, stop doing that for two reasons. One, you're going to get burned out. Eventually, you're going to explode because you keep taking on more and more. So you need for you personally to manage that. Also, leaders who are listening, you need to manage that. Let's say you got 10 people on your team. You know the same two people, Paula and Tom, are always the ones that volunteer. So you're going to roll out an initiative. You need to say, you know what? Before I do this, Paula and Tom, I do not want you to volunteer. I appreciate all you do. You always volunteer. I need someone else to step in. So someone else jump in on Project XYZ. See my point? You need to save Paula and Tom from themselves. So number two, be strategic. You jump in when you can, but not every single project. Number three, start putting value on play and rest. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, but that's part of the problem. When quiet quitting started, people felt burnt out. They weren't getting any free time. You need to make plans and verbalize them on the calendar. Have something to look forward to. And I mean, outside of work. It's a true story. Before we had kids, we lived in Las Vegas and actually the kids were born there too. But still, prior to kids, all we had was our fur baby, right? Many of you know what I mean by that. You got your pet. That's your baby. Our first child was Bailey. He was a gold retriever and we loved him dearly. That was our first child. So my wife and I decided that we're going to go to a new dog park every single weekend. And I'll tell you this, Vegas, for everything he's known for, 
people don't realize it really is family oriented. Like within Summerlin, Green Valley, Henderson, all the areas, they have some fantastic parks and they're all dog friendly. So we went to a new dog park and of course, Bailey loved it because new things to smell and, you know, pee on or whatever. But it was fun. Jennifer and I pack a lunch, new dog park. I started talking about that at work to some of the other employees and they had pets too and loved the idea. So now they're doing it. And we discuss different dog parks in Vegas. Point being, we look forward to the weekend. Obviously, you can do bigger things. Sometimes you can chill. I don't mean every single weekend be really busy, but you need to have something going on so you don't sit at home stewing, miserable, and then going back to work Monday morning. All right. So quick recap, how you can be more mindful and stay away from quiet quitting. One, set boundaries. Two, be more strategic about the extra work that you do. Number three, start putting value on play and rest. Remember, happiness comes from growth. Don't quietly quit. Engage. Dive in. Even if that means you have to move on to a different company, you still can contribute. You still can provide value. Listen to this. Every single day, you show the world who you are. Think about it. What are you showing? Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please hit subscribe, share our podcast link with a friend. Life works better when we come together. Talk to you all next week.